Blog Talk Radio. www.wickedwitchstudios.com for all of your witching needs, poppets, sprays, candles, oils, you name it, she's got it. Check it out, www.wickedwitchstudios.com, home of Dorothy Morrison and all of her amazing goods. Oh, and don't forget to pick up a copy of Utterly Wicked, best hexing book ever written. Okay, so if you're new to the show, this is not a GPG or even an R-rated show, so bad language, bodily functions, dirty talk of any kind might upset you. Uh, you may not want to stick around. And tonight, there's not only going to be that talk, there's going to be talk about drugs and drug use. So if that's a problem for somebody, you may want to leave the room. Um, let's see, what other dis- disclaimers can I give before we launch? We're going to talk about Trump uh, just as a warning. We're going to talk about QAnon. Maybe we're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff. I have with me for the hour the incredible, amazing Carrie Connor, author of Wake, Bake, and Meditate, 420 Meditations, and the upcoming CBD for your health, mind, and spirit. Carrie, how are you? What's going on? I'm good. <laughs> I was just taking a hit. <laughs> Make it happen, Bobo. Make it happen. So, you know, I was really impressed with Wake, Bake, and Meditate. I thought it was a really cool book. It's not like anything I had ever had before. I personally don't smoke anymore because I have a company that randomly tests, so I have to stay clean, um, regrettably and unfortunately. However, I have started dabbling in the CBD world, which you and I are going to talk about not just tonight, but also for your upcoming book when that gets released next April, correct? Yes, next April. April? Yes, next April. Yeah. Yeah, I have another one coming out next May, too. Yeah, it's August. I really? I I I have another book coming out in May next year, too. It spells for good times. I'm writing it with my daughter this weekend, actually. We're finishing it. Wow. I it. Okay, so I have noticed okay, before before we go before we launch, because I I okay, so here's what I told Carrie. I was like, Listen, I wanna talk about your books, but but we gotta talk about some shit because Carrie and I are kind of kindred spirits in the in the, the, the sense that we get annoyed. Easy. Um <laughs> So it's going to be part discussion of book. It's going to be part bitch session. Hang out. It's going to be a hoot and a holler. All right. So let's 
besides all that, let's talk about 420 Meditations, because some of the things I loved about this book is that even though I am not somebody who necessarily gets high, um, I am somebody who likes to take the spiritual path, um, being, being Wiccan as I am. Um, I'm always into stuff that kind of helps me focus and, you know, gratitude being a very important part of my practice. I really dig the book just from that standpoint alone, not even needing to um, enhance the practice with any, any kind of substance. So I was really, really impressed with this book, and I wanted to know what inspired you after Wake, Bake, and Meditate was like such a hit. I was like, what's well, she going to follow that up with? And you did it. This book is awesome. I, I kind of think of it as, uh, you know, like the second part of Wake, Bake, and Meditate. Uh, yeah, do I and have that, that, that right? That's, yeah, I, when I was, while I was actually writing the first one, I I kind of mm-hmm. started feeling guilty <laughs> that it wasn't it wasn't enough, you know, because I mean yeah. the first one it it goes into depth of of really of really 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 working your high in a meditative state, but not everybody can do that. It it, it can be hard to do it. You got to get really high to do it, and. Some yeah. people don't like to get that high. They really don't. And yeah. they like to get to just a little happy or a little relaxed, a little let the walls down type. And so that's why yeah. I wrote the second one was for those who want it as a daily practice but aren't going to go out and do the deep, heavy-duty meditation. They just want something lighter. I, I didn't want to leave them yeah. out. Yeah, and I got to so tell you, I did this. because I wanted to ask, and I wanted to ask you about that too. As far as folks, you know, not wanting to get super duper high, is that because of the quality of stuff that's out there right now? As far as stuff that may not be on the it's, legal market, but what folks have access to, you know, the really paranoia thing. It's 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 paranoia is a big thing. If if you if you aren't familiar with what you're using, um, yeah, you can get paranoid off of it. And I've I mean I've had I've had a few episodes with some stuff, and it's like woo, but I know that it's because of what I'm smoking. So I'm able right. to to stop myself, even though it's like I'm like oh I'm gonna have an anxiety attack. Okay, <laughs> but I know that I'm doing it, right. so I I'm still kind of in control. So it's not as yeah. traumatic, I guess, for me is because I'm able to keep that. I know that now. I've learned how to do that. But right. the problem is people people who are not used to smoking and they go out and they try something that is way more than what they should be starting with. I, I had friends mm-hmm. that went to a dispensary and were given a vape and went home, and all of them ended up in the emergency room that night, which I, I was pissed wow. because she should have just came to me to begin with. But they were sold right. a vape that was 76% THC. And she'd been high yeah. one time before that off a of plant material that was probably 20% THC. And so they took way too much, way too fast, and they yeah. all got sick. 
If you, if yeah. you, one of the biggest signs of having too much weed is you'll get sick. It'll make you vomit, yeah. literally sick. Yeah. And that's okay yeah. because you feel better afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to learn that, I mean, and people think they're dying. They think they're dying. And they say, ain't yeah. nobody ever died from weed. No, you're not really dying. And it's like after you do that yeah. a couple of times, then you realize, oh, no, I ain't really going to die. And you learn to ride it instead of fight it. Uh-huh. There's a big difference. Right. And it's like when, when you start panicking and when you've had way too much weed, all it does is make you mm-hmm. panic more. If you yeah. you have yeah. to learn how to take all that and channel it and ride it instead of fighting it. And, I kind of like that. It kind of rhymes. What, it does. Um, when <laughs> when I first started getting high back in the olden days, um, you know, where it was like you got what you got. There were not discussions yeah, about. and you had no idea what it was. Where did it you come? had no idea. Yeah, we had no clue. <laughs> we had no clue. Where did so, it come from? You know, it came was, from some dude's living room. <laughs> basically, yeah, that's true. It came from some dude's living room. Um, sometimes it came from some dude's bag in the closet that was so full of pot, it was like the size of a garbage, like a yard bag, yard bag uh-huh. of dope. I'm telling you. Because I went to school with a guy whose father was a was a producer, and his his best friend was a record producer. So we had a movie producer, we had a record producer. Oh my goodness. And we had closets full of pot. It was insanity. <laughs> we were fifteen. We thought we had hit the jackpot. We got so high that I just passed out. I mean, I don't even remember being high because I smoked so much I wound up on the floor. And they thought I was dead. I was just sleeping. Um, but yeah. I never had anybody. See, and that's, that's the thing a lot me. of people. Yeah. They used to be able to do that. I mean, it was a big. Everybody always jokes about it. You can't overdose because you'll just pass out. But that's just it. These uh-huh. days, you can get so much THC at one time, you don't just pass out. Mm-hmm. You stay awake yeah, for you it. And. You get sick instead. Yeah. It's not a little bit hitting you over a period of time. It's you're getting knocked off your ass. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's why you need somebody with some experience in your life to kind of help you through these moments where you may not know what the fuck to do. Because quite uh, frankly, we called it coaching. I did not know. Yeah, I mean, we. But you know uh, what? That's all right. I'm 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 never too old to be coached because I'm going to retire one day and bitch I am going to smoke the size of my arm. I'm just telling. I keep saying I when when my husband retires, I'm like, are you going to let me get you high? I don't think I even want to see him high. Oh my god, are you kidding? It would probably be the most fun ever. I can't imagine well, he's the one, that your he husband asleep on the couch anyway. So, oh, he, no, my husband sleeps yeah, through everything. I mean, he he does. He's he's <laughs> literally he's um he's 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 borderline narcoleptic. 
when oh, he went shit. for his sleep study. I think it's it's they they, they say yeah. if you fall asleep in less than four minutes, you're narcoleptic. And he fell asleep in five, and I figured it was just performance anxiety, because I mean he's <laughs> if he sits down, he falls asleep. Oh, <laughs> Let me tell you oh, something. Let me tell you something. Here's here's how. Here's how bad it is for me sleeping, okay? Um, let's just say that I could fall asleep after an entire pot of coffee. Let's just say I get so tired that even when I want to masturbate, ever, ever fallen asleep on yourself? I mean, that's how fast I can fall asleep. I, I am an insomniac. Oh I, I am the complete opposite. opposite I am opposite. I I can't sleep. I never sleep. Wow. I sleep an average of three to four hours a night, and I will go through periods of sleep like cycles where it'll only be about two hours a night. I'll do two hours a night for like three weeks, <laughs> and then I crash for about like four hours. <laughs> I don't. I, I this is how I lived through that. high school. I don't know. This is how I, I was like this in high school. I did it all through high school, yeah. and then I, I, I had kids when I was young, and I had I was going to college. So I was in my early 20s going to college, and I had three children. So it was work, school, come home, take care of kids, put kids to bed, do homework, sleep for a couple hours, get up, <laughs> and start all over. And my, I am just so used to it that when I try to go against it, I, I really yeah. get messed up. My whole, my, I just get totally messed up. I can't function if I try to go against it. So I've, I've learned in my old age to just go with the flow. Just go with the wow. flow. If my body wants to be up at 3 a.m., then I might as well be doing something with it. So I, I do a lot of my writing is in the middle of the night. I do most of my writing yeah. in the middle of the night. It's like I have we yeah. have a deadline on well, Monday. Monday's deadline day. Sunday oh. is my granddaughter's joint birthday party. So I have I, I'm gonna put in an Instacart order for ten half gallons of iced coffee from Aldi. <laughs> 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 So that I can get my deadline done. That's how I survived all through college was coffee. Wow. <laughs> it was coffee. Well, I will tell you that college was so long ago for me that I barely remember it. Um, I do remember cramming for tests. I, I, I used to have trouble going to sleep. Something happened to me in my 50s where the universe said, okay, bitch, you're done being awake. Now go to sleep. So now it's constant. I mean, I did, I had, my coworker was gone um, out of the country for, for almost a month. So I was doing my job and their job. So I was working their job during the day, my job when I was getting home. So I was going basically work, work, shower, eat, sleep, work. That's it, and I it hasn't I changed get that. back yet. Yeah. <laughs> See, when I when I was when I was a senior in high school, I lived on my own. I had a roommate. I had my oh. own apartment, and I worked a full time yeah. job, and I went to school, and 
I would I would get up at five in the morning, go pick up my boyfriend, take him to work. I would come back home. I would get ready for school. I'd go pick up all of my friends, mm-hmm. come back and get my roommate because she would take forever. <laughs> I go to school. <laughs> After school, I would go and work at the grocery store. I was a cashier, and I would work there till wow. 10.30 at night. Come home, eat dinner. Wow. My roommate would always have dinner ready for me, and then I would do homework if I bothered. I didn't need to do homework. <laughs> that was a thing. I didn't need to do homework. But I was, also, I was also editor of the school newspaper and a managing editor of the yearbook, and I was the homecoming committee chairperson. So, I mean – and I was in French club, and, you know, I mean, I did all the stuff, and I, I didn't sleep. I have, I have not done enough with my fucking life. You have just described in your high school life more than I have accomplished in the last 60 fucking years. Forget it. I'm done. This woman has wiped me out. The description alone has me on my ass. I can't survive. I can't compare. Holy shit. Back in the day, they called it, I think they called it like, what, an A personality? Now we call it ADHD and obsessive compulsive disorder. Correct. And that's how I functioned was like I had you, to be everywhere all the time. No, <laughs> bitches like you make us lazy bitches over here look bad. That's the problem. <laughs> See, that's the goddamn problem yep. right now. I'm just going to tell you. Your shit makes me look That's why we had to call it a condition, goddammit. It had to be ADHD. We had to say some shit like there was something wrong when you were getting all the shit done and the rest of our lazy asses were asleep, goddammit. That's the problem. I've always, that's how I always function. I I work better under stress. So in order to create stress, you spread yourself really thin. Because you have ADHD and all this other trauma crap going on, that you work better under stress because you didn't realize you work better under stress because you spend so much of your time working under stress. Exactly. <laughs> you know, could you ever stop to maybe fucking consider that, shit, maybe a bitch could get some shit done not so stressed. I'm just asking. Yeah. It's possible. No. I bet that possible. never, for years, that never crossed my mind never and it's like now i know it's possible i still can't uh-huh. quite figure out how to do that yeah. i'm working on it yeah i'm working well, on it I, i've made plans on I, how i know i could fight it i just can't uh-huh. follow through it <laughs> i'm coming over with a frying pan i'll figure that shit out don't worry we're going to get to like, sleep in one way or another. I am the queen God. of procrastination. I am the queen of procrastination. <laughs> Did you see the video of me yesterday with my ponytail? <laughs> Instead of riding yesterday, yeah, I had I, my yard ponytail. <laughs> yeah, put the pigtail in. <laughs> yes, you did. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, and I'm watching this video and I'm thinking to myself, oh, I have the feeling Carrie's in a mood. <laughs> and the episode's going to be hilarious because yeah. she's in a mood. 
and I oh, was right. <laughs> I, I, you know, and that's just it. I think a lot of us are getting to be in a mood, and, and it's it's. Yeah, let's put it this way. True. Okay, so we have all of this crap going on right now. How do you fix it? Uh-huh. How do you fix uh-huh. it? How do we suddenly convince people something that we haven't been able to convince them for 18 months with 4 million dead people worldwide? We still can't mm-hmm. convince people that we're in a pandemic. How do we fix it? How do we um, fix it? There's only one solution. You have to make it mandatory. You have to make it mandatory. And the problem with making it mandatory is I am am 10, this is my theory, I am 10,000% in the belief Uh that Uh DeSantis and Abbott are purposely jacking up as much COVID people as they can so that Biden is forced to do national mandates, which Trump refused to do, saying, I mean, that was a big thing. That was his big political thing was that you can't do that, that you can't do that and have a free country. That ain't true. You definitely can do that and have a free country. But if the Republicans are going to go with no national mandate and they push Biden into a national mandate, they have ammunition for the elections. So what? That this is the man so who is a tyrant. He's telling you what you have to do. Correct. That I that is my and belief is that they are purposely pushing Biden into a national mandate so they can turn around and use it against him saying he's a tyrant telling you what you have to do. That's okay. that's my now, belief. Here's the other side of that coin. And the other side of that coin is don't mandate it. Let them die. Yeah. Let them die. I'm getting to that point. And it, it really it really disgusts me in a way that I'm at that point. But then I remind myself they don't care if I die. But then no. they have the nerve to get offended if I say I don't care if they do. No, you don't get to have it both ways. You don't get to sit there and tell me, drop dead, and then if I tell you to, <laughs> you, oh, you can't believe right. you say that. You're a terrible person. Well, look in the freaking mirror. This, well, I, I really thing. think this is what they're doing. The, both of them want to run for president in 2024. They both want to uh-huh. run for president, and they are pushing the long game. And somebody said, well, they're just killing off their people. Not if they're running for president. It's not just their state voting for president. We no, are on the state. brink of a freaking civil war over a pandemic. Uh-huh. Because the people don't want to believe the- that it's – it's happening everywhere. Somehow they have turned a worldwide pandemic into an American political problem. And you know what the funny thing about that all is? Their president, the one they wanted, is the one who fast-tracked the vaccination to begin with. That was Trump. 
Yeah. Uh, Trump was yeah. president when the fast tracking happened. Trump and got he got COVID. the vaccine. Trump and got the vaccine, and the whole family got the vaccine. He has mentioned it quietly. He has mentioned it on TV, but for whatever yeah. reason, whatever for whatever reason, even though he said it. This whole thing has gotten away from reality with these people. Oh, yeah. It's so far out of reality. It is. I got into an argument. The same person I talked about on Facebook today, and Mm -hmm. I said, everyone has to get the vaccination. And I was told, now, hear this argument that the right is giving me. Mind you, this person also had the vaccination because they were told they had to because this person is in management. This person tells me you can't force people to do anything or put anything in their body. We don't we can't control you that way and I said you're lying. You actually control yeah. me every goddamn day. And he's like, what are you talking about? I said, we have, we have random drug testing in this company. If you test exactly. me and I'm high, that's grounds for immediate dismissal. So don't tell me about that bullshit because you can fire me, and it is a condition of employment. If I walk in here drunk, you will send exactly. me home. You may, not, you may not fire me on the there... spot, but it will... You'll certainly look for a reason. I said, now here's the other thing. Someone else's freedom to not get a shot is not allowed to interfere with my ability to be safe in the workplace. You are creating a hostile environment, and I'm going to tell you right now that if you don't handle the hostile environment, this could turn into a litigious situation. Yeah, and it's, I think it's going to, I mean, with what's going on at the schools, it, I'm scared it's going to get to be a lot worse. I'm, yeah. I am frightened, especially in some of these places where they are saying mandates for masks in the schools, and there are a lot of people outside that are already making threats. I'm scared somebody's going to bring a gun to school and start shooting people with masks. That's what's going to happen. We're going to have nuts who are going to start shooting people wearing masks. They're already threatening to kill them. It's not going to be long before they start. That is possible. I'm not going to say it's not possible because I've seen, I've seen people be threatened outside of school board meetings. Um, I was talking to someone who attends school, a school today and I said, are you guys having to wear masks? And I was told, no, you can actually sign a piece of paper saying you don't want to wear a mask and they won't make you. Yeah, These and they are, the, the things that are going to happen. You can't, yeah, you can't trust teenagers to make adult decisions. I'm sorry. 13-year-olds do not know what's best for them necessarily. Sometimes you have to tell the child what to do because the child is a fucking child. I I don't, I don't understand the logic here. That's why we, that's why we don't let them, you know, we don't let 13 year olds vote or, or drive or join the military or drink. 
because right. they're a kid. Exactly. Um, and a lot of these kids, exactly. the only reason why they don't want to wear masks is because their parents are telling them not to. If you tell your child so to wear a mask, they're going to wear yeah. a mask. If they had brought their kids up to know that this is science, uh-huh. I yeah. I am flabbergasted at the amount of stupid parents. There's a lot of stupid people in this world. There's definitely a lot of stupid people. But the only way uh-huh. this stops is one side has to win. That that's oh, yeah. the only way it stops. One side has to win. And if if the side that's saying you all have to wear masks and you have to get vaccinated is the side that's going to win, what that means is the other side is going to start seeing things happen like mom and dad are going to get arrested when they come to school without a mask on and demand that their child doesn't have one. And because that's disorderly conduct. You can't do that. You can't come into schools and, and make a scene. That That's not allowed. Uh-huh. And you're on government property doing it. So, no, that you can't do that uh-huh. stuff. So we're going to start seeing a lot of bad things happen. And that's the only way these people are going to learn. Because they're not learning with people dying. They're not learning with people dying. That's not enough. It's not they're enough not that people, people are dying. They're not, they're, they're not learning with people dying outside of their family. Yeah, and that's just it. Those who, but they don't realize, yeah, because eventually we will, we will eventually reach herd immunity. Doesn't matter how much this crazy, stupid thing mutates. If we have to come up with a complete new vaccine, we'll come up with a complete new vaccine. And the same people who are taking that going to take that vaccine then. And eventually, we will reach herd immunity because enough of them are going to die that we reach it. Yes, I have considered that. <laughs> They're going to kill themselves Absolutely. off. They're going to kill themselves off, and they are going to take innocent people with them. <clears throat> I had, I had well, mentioned yeah. I had mentioned <laughs> that back in August of 2019, and this is this is still so funny to me. I had the strangest, most coherent, I cannot believe this is flipping happening to me vision that I've ever had in my entire life. And I've never had, I mean, okay. I've, I've had like feelings. I've had feelings about things before. And if I ever say the word, sure. Terry has a bad feeling about this, you better freaking listen. Yeah. I had... Yeah. I was literally looking out my bedroom window and I realized that what I was seeing was not what was out my bedroom window. And I, uh-huh. I'm like, what the heck? And I looked out the other window and it was my backyard. And I looked back and I'm seeing like, it looks like a movie is playing. And uh-huh. in this movie, I'm seeing all of these flashes of all of this stuff that was going to happen or at least that's what I assumed it was going to happen because it ended with what I knew was me as a very old woman with Uh my daughter, my granddaughters, their daughters, 
and their daughters. And it was, they were all around me. And in that vision, well, that was, that vision was the beginning of August. I sat down with a friend a couple days later and we were planning my book release for wake, bake and meditate. And I had a five state Mm -hmm. tour set up. I had this huge party set up downtown. We were renting out the movie theater. We were going to play up in smoke. We were having a Woodstock themed party at a coffee bar. We were going to have a great, huge old blast. And I said to her, I'm having so much planning this, having so much fun planning this that I'm not going to stop, but it's never going to happen. And she looked at me and she says, why would you say that? And I said, because Uh by May of 2020, this is going to be a completely different world. I said, nothing is going to be happening by May of 2020. And I told her that, you know, I had this weird-ass vision. And one of the things I said was we were all wearing masks. Um, I saw a very specific explosion of a city being almost practically leveled to the ground. And when I saw the footage of Beirut, I knew that is precisely what I saw. Um, Right. There were several other weird little events, and I'm trying to remember what else there was now. But one of the things, there's been two things that have not officially happened yet that I saw. And those two things was that the American death toll from COVID was 2 million Americans. The other thing was that I was walking down my road, pulling a green cart, and I was wearing a mask, and I was singing (laughs) this little light of mine, and I was going down to the road to get rations of milk and whatever else it was from the National Guard. Two months later, my husband brought home a little green cart. And it was the same cart. I am worried that since that has not happened and so much of this other weird stuff that has been like localized things has, that if that actually comes true, that means that the Republicans have pushed Biden so far with the death toll that he has to put us in a massive lockdown. Yeah. And now we have Delta. And now yeah. we have half of the, almost half of the country refusing to get vaccines. Yeah. It's a large number that refuses to get them. Well, I think that's why we're going to start getting booster shots. Um, because quite frankly, oh, yeah. I, I think I'm, people, I'm already. Yeah. I'm ready. Too. Anytime. And I think, That's what I said. As a matter of fact, interestingly enough, a week and a half ago, I called this because I went to a private place to get my vaccinations. It was a it was a specialty clinic. And I called the clinic and I said, hey, um, are you guys going to start doing the booster shots? And they're like, well, no, we're not, because we're so understaffed now because of all the influx of work to get everybody their first and second shots, we can't handle it as a facility anymore. So now I've got to investigate where I am oh, going to wow. go uh, to get a booster <laughs> because a lot of these smaller practices 
pretty much almost went out of business just doing just doing you know COVID nineteen shots, and a lot of their nurse practitioners decided they didn't want to get it, but that was before the healthcare mandate. And I'm like, why yeah. would a nurse not get a fucking vaccination? You, you want to know why? So you have to remember something. And I actually, I just did a video about this because I've had experience with this with doctors. What we okay. forget, and we all need to remember this, not all of those nurses graduated at the top of their class. Some of them True. barely made it. Some of them barely made it. And when you have a nurse who is not understanding the science, I guarantee you she is one of those who barely made it. They don't understand mm, the science. Interesting. These nurses yeah. are not understanding the science, and they have to take freaking organic chemistry classes. How the hell did they graduate and pass these classes? And you know what? I know somebody who was a nurse, and I know how she got through because she cheated her entire way through. Oh, so, damn. I don't know. Well, oh, yeah. She cheated. She, she, I know somebody who cheated her entire way through nursing school, and it was sickening. Um, she ain't a nurse anymore, though. Yeah, thank goodness. Yeah. But... Not everybody graduates at the top of their class. Very true. And folks also need to remember, you know, depending on the age of the nurse and when the nurse graduated Mm -hmm. and where the nurse graduated, there are all kinds of different levels of requirements for RNs, LPNs. Um, I think there's another couple of types of nurses. I just don't – I'm not familiar with the, the letter delineations. Um, there's, but yeah, they there's don't all know the same. A few. Yeah, I mean, and some of them, you know, nurse practitioners, um, there's there's all types of levels, and they don't all have current current information. A lot of folks who graduated back in the 80s, for example, um, are not looking at the same set of circumstances as we are, say, in the 1990s. Or the two thousand. Yeah, that is that I mean, is that is very true. It is, it is science. Science changes because science is information based. Therefore, that is why things change. It's not everybody's acting like this is something new. No, baby, the internet is yeah, fucking they new. Had, science they, is not, they had to get vaccines to go to nursing school. Yeah, nurses had to get right. vaccines to go to nursing school. They are not believing that this is real because they have been convinced, too, that there's no way a vaccine can be safe if it came out this fast. And what they're not realizing is that, no, all of the vaccines should really come out this fast. It doesn't mean that's not safe. It means we have too much bureaucratic paperwork. That is why vaccines Mm -hmm. take so long to come out. That is what the... approvals were given out for it was to bypass paperwork for the government that's it (laughs) the science doesn't change the paperwork did well yeah i mean the premise of science is an ever-continuing learning thing um but the fact of the matter is is that when you have the rumor mill 
on a million because you now have social media. Um, this is how rumors and innuendos get started. The fact of the matter is, is that once again, <laughs> Trump is the one who fast tracked it, which is why it still astounds me that that Trump that supporters are, are the most vehement about their rights and their freedoms to not get it when it was their president who fast tracked it. it. This is the, it yeah. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make any sense. And they will brag about that. They will even brag about that. But they still won't take it, understand. even though he took it. So it, it I, to me, it's just they don't want to take it because they don't understand it, and they're going to come up with any single excuse they can. It's denial. And you know why they won't do it? They won't do it because the liberals said we all need to be to vaccinated. And, and, or mm-hmm. vaccinated. And, you know, it's like if it's a liberal idea – or if it's a left idea, right, the right doesn't want to do it, even if they know it's the smart thing to do. I don't know where that yeah. came from. It is passive eugenics. If you really want to off yourselves, they think we're all going to die because there's something in the shot. My mother, who used to be pagan, who is now a Pentecostal preacher, don't ask, told me very specifically, don't get the vaccination there's a chip in the vaccination and i said excuse me do you have a cell phone do you have a credit card just tell me yes or no yeah. well of course i do you already you already know where you are stop it <laughs> you know checked. i mean it, it's it. exactly it, it's it's crazy it, i some of the stories you hear about what these people have done because they, you know, had had a breakdown and decided to go and get the vaccine because they got so scared because so-and-so actually died. And then they came home and thought, oh, my God, I have the chip, and now it's traveled to my testicle, so I must cut it off. Ooh. Dude did that. Ooh. Dude did that. He no. did that. He Ooh. had a family member die of COVID, so he got the shot, and then he convinced himself that the chip traveled to his nut and he cut it off. And then he called the paramedics. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. The shit people want to believe. This is just, I mean, I don't understand. Is it in the water? Is it, is it, do the Republicans issue some kind of Kool-Aid in the beginning when you start with them? What the fuck I, I is think going st- on here? I, honestly, I think part of it is we are, we are learning that there is, they're sociopaths. People who have no empathy are a sociopath. It's literally the definition. They have no empathy. They cannot feel what other people feel until it happens to them and sometimes they still don't get it they have a lack of feelings they cannot process emotions so here we have a global pandemic and they can't process emotions to begin with so instead of realizing that oh my god all these people are dying and it's killing people in horrible ways they go into denial mode and tell us that we're the ones who are crazy because they cannot handle the truth. 
Jack Nicholson, man. Well, here's they cannot handle the truth. And you know, you all right. So I'm just going to say you went in a direction that I would not necessarily have gone in, and there's a reason why. As far as and I'm not, I can't diagnose if somebody's a sociopath. I don't have enough knowledge to be fucking dangerous like that. Here's the thing. What I think the problem is, is they're afraid to say they were wrong. And that is the Oh, I think that's part of it. Total. But you have people. I think that's all of it. I fucking think have, have you actually, so have you had anybody die? Have, have you had anybody die from COVID? Not. Okay. No. I have had four family members die from COVID, and people laugh. Wow. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That's awful. That's awful. It is. My I, mother-in-law. I think. She died. Yeah. My mother-in-law died from it, and people laugh. They laugh. I'm so that sorry. is a sociopath. So I am not just diagnosing. Anybody who laughs at the death of others, there's no question that is a sociopath. And they laugh, and it's everywhere. It's amazing the number of people who are just like, well, what's the big deal? We all die. They don't care. They have no ability to feel that. It's astounding. It is astounding. But then we hear that when they're on their deathbed, they're begging. Now they're begging for it. Sure. Sure. And it's too late. And it's It's way way too too late. late. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's awful. I mean, I've not personally had anyone pass away, but I do have coworkers who have lost family members. And, you know, Here's the thing that that really I found very interesting. The folks who actually lost people are, now not the people who passed away themselves, but their loved ones that I work with all have the vaccinations. Mm-hmm. And their loved yeah. ones who passed refused to get it. Yeah. And... I don't know any. All of mine died before it was available. See, and that's something that's 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 just beyond. Because if it wasn't even available, it's not even a choice. You died a a horrible death. My because my mother-in-law was literally one of the first deaths in our county. Wow, I, I had so I had COVID in February of, of I had COVID in February of 2020. Uh huh. I got it. We're pretty sure I picked it up at her funeral. Wow. She literally she See, died got, in February of 2020 of COVID. See, and I got sick in December of of 2019 before it was being widely reported, but I think what we got was the mildest strain that came over. Yeah, because they I have gone back and they first. know it was here then. Yeah, yeah. they they, were, I mean, they discovered was, it was there. Oh yeah, from from October at least October 2019. And yep. I got very sick in in December of 2019 and we, you know, and it wasn't just me, it was half of the staff 
that I work with. And I'm like, what is going on? And my one of my my boss at the time, who was a different person, um, said, you need to go directly. First of all, you need to go home. But before you go home, you need to go to the pharmacy and you need to tell the pharmacist that you need this medication, this medication, and this medication. And I'm like, what? He's like, listen, they don't know what this is. They don't know what this is. But whatever it is, it's making people very sick, and it's not the yeah. flu. Because I already had the flu shot. And I'm like, That's literally what they, what they told us about her is they, they couldn't figure out what it was. They had no idea right. what it was. at the yeah. yeah. It was afterwards they came back, the and they were like, wait, it was this, this, and this. COVID, yeah. Right. Well, we never got tested because we didn't know what a COVID was when we were all sick. Yeah. Um, yep. It, had, it definitely it wasn't a test. Like that yet. <laughs> yeah, there was no test. And I wanted to go back afterwards <laughs> and find out if there was a test, but I was told at the time that, you know, well, we don't want you to be potential. They're like, are you sick now? And I'm like, well, no, I'm not sick now. And they're like, well, we don't want you coming anywhere near a facility. I'm like, but what if I had it? Well, you sound perfectly fine. Are you sick? And I'm like, yeah. no, I'm not sick now. And they they wouldn't, nobody would see me because it was too dangerous. And at the point that they could see me, the vaccines were being distributed all over the place. And it was like, well, I guess there's no point now. Um, yeah. But yeah, a lot of us, a lot of us think we already did have it, but we had the mildest case that there was before it started mutating here. It's when I think, yeah, I'm going to say when, when I had it, I didn't, I didn't think I had it because I, I didn't even think anything about it. It was a couple of months later. I was actually scrolling back in my Facebook to look for something I had posted. And I saw this uh-huh. post that said, I still don't have my sense of taste and smell. And it was before we knew about that. We had no idea. And so I immediately right. went to go and get antibody tested, but they didn't think I would have them because I have five autoimmune diseases. And they were right. I didn't have them. But they went through and they're like, there's nothing else that causes you to lose your sense of taste and smell. If you tell any right. doctor, I lost my sense of taste and smell, they say, oh, well, you had COVID. <laughs> so that's how we know I had it. And that was the end of February. They tested me in June for antibodies because they they were hoping that maybe something would show up because of when I reported my symptoms. I was yeah. I was more than a week before everybody else who had reported symptoms. So I had been, like, so worried when I first started hearing about COVID in the beginning of March. I was taking my granddaughter to a play group at my daughter's work at a park district, and on March 4th, we took her to a play group, and as I was leaving, I called my daughter and I said, I think we need to pull her out of play group. This COVID thing is starting to scare me. And she mm-hmm. texted, she texts my son and she says, mom's going nuts. <laughs> and by the next play group, by next play group, she didn't have a job no more. By the oh, next wow. week, 
everything was shut down. She didn't have a job no more, and she lost her job. She's never gone back to it. But everything was closed by then. And I had been so worried that I was going to go there and I was going to get it. And then I realized months later, oh, my God, I was spreading it because we had no idea. I didn't have a sense of taste or smell, and it was like two weeks. We had no idea what was wrong with me. And I was Mm -hmm. going places, and I was doing things. And now I'm like, oh, my God, I could have killed somebody. And I think how people won't get a vaccine, and I'm scared half to death that I may have killed somebody. And they won't even put on a mask. I understand. Yeah, it, it's it's unreal. How can you not? How can you not care about? You know, listen. I know folks who don't get a flu vaccination. They're like, I don't need it. I'm like, okay, you have the luxury of not needing it. That's cool. If I don't get it, instead of being on my back sick for three days, I'm on my back sick for a week. You know, and people yeah. are like, oh, you got. You got sick and you had the vaccine. Yeah, but you know what? I'm autoimmune compromised as well. I have Crohn's disease. So I also am at risk. And people just don't get it. Just because somebody doesn't look like they're sick doesn't mean there isn't anything wrong. And it's a big misconception that you have to look ill to be ill. That is not the case yeah, at all. Yeah, there's that. And, um, and, but they're even using it as an excuse now. They're using it as an excuse. First, they use it as an excuse with the adults was, oh, well, they had a pre-existing condition. Now that children are dying, there are still people saying, oh, were they diabetic? Oh, did they have cancer? Oh, did they have a pre-existing? It's a child. They are using things like that now against us saying, well, now you deserve to die of COVID because, well, you have a pre-existing condition. A pre-existing condition literally means you have a medical history. That's all that means. <laughs> you already have a medical history. Yeah. So I've been to the doctor for things. Yeah. I have a medical history. Yeah. To anybody who sits there and, and tries to, it, it's sickening. It's absolutely crazy. But this is what, they'll use anything as an excuse. Anything as an excuse to other realize sit there that they were wrong, that this is real, this is serious. You don't get to just no, pretend it away. <laughs> no, I, you know, I don't I know. Maybe agree. are these the people that thought maybe that's it. I don't know. I know that when some little kids are, you know, when you're little and you get scared, they say, well, just close your eyes because if you can't see it, it can't see you. Well, first of all, that's bullshit. Yeah. But maybe it's those people. I don't know. Because they are just, their eyes are completely shut. They are not seeing what's right in front of them. And it's not processing through. It's somewhere there is a block. It ain't going through. I and agree. it's sad and because it's, it's, I, yeah. I, I am yeah. worried that even when they start dropping dead like mad, they're still not going to care. That I, It's going to get worse. I, I don't think... We haven't hit the breaking point yet. We have not hit the breaking point because the people are still arguing. So it's got to get worse. Do you think, and that sucks. So, 
I mean, I know, I know it sucks, and I know it's going to get worse because apparently, you know, wearing a mask was too much for some people, and that's part of the reason. It's not the entire reason, but it's part of the reason why uh, we still have people getting really, really sick and, yeah. you know, dying, quite frankly. Yeah. But, you know, I, I don't know how to make people understand that this is not um, – it's not a game. It's not a trick. It should never have been political in the first place because – Yeah, it's not political. Is, That's is just not, it. It's not political. It's not political. The only person – the yeah. only side that has made this political is are the people who refuse. I mean, it's not even – it's not like it's all Republicans. It's not all conservatives. There are just an extreme crazy group of them that are refusing – and they're the ones making it political. This is about science. It's about yeah. science. And the same people who refuse to trust the science for the vaccine get sick and then go to the doctors to have them take care of them and trust the yeah. science. And yeah. I don't, have you seen what they're doing in Germany? Germany no. has already started, uh, they are raising insurance rates on people who are unvaccinated. And if you are unvaccinated and you have to get a COVID test, you have to pay for it. They will yeah, only cover testing not, for people who yeah. are vaccinated now. So it's not That's just America who's telling people. No, it's not. And companies are starting to do that here where they are telling employees, okay, you don't want to get the vaccine, but it's not, it's not sustainable, and I'm going to tell you why in a minute. They're telling employees that if you don't want to be vaccinated, you have to be tested every week and you have to pay for the test. It's happening locally to me as well. Here's the thing. You've already exposed me to this person. And their entire family who refuses to get vaccine vaccinations. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you're you're still playing Russian roulette with the lives of the people who are autoimmune compromised or immunocompromised. Rather, you're you're still taking a hell of a chance and a big risk with folks. Listen, I know a lot of folks who have HIV. Um, who are, you know, functioning fine, but that's an immuno, you know, they're immunocompromised. Um, And people, when you want to talk about freedom, do you have the freedom to not get vaccinated? Yes, but you also have the freedom to lose your fucking job because you're not allowed to put other people at risk for your decisions. You don't have the right to work. (laughs) Well, I mean, if you can find a job where COVID doesn't matter because they are, they are, all their COVID asses are together in one place, and it's not just Republicans and it's not just right-wingers. I know some people on the left who are just not getting the vaccination because they don't, quote-unquote, trust the science because they, quote-unquote, had an uncle tell them or an aunt tell them or somebody told them a horror story that was made up with the intention of scaring them. Um, so you, you know, you do have, a, if anybody in my family even tried to tell me one of those stories, I'd be like, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. I, know. I would. I would, 
I just, I would just have to tell him that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm <okay>. bad. <laughs> you are. Because uh, you're hilarious. <laughs> All right. I am. I am so past the point. Hour, <laughs> Listen, do you hear the shit? All right. show to begin with. Um, that's Carrie Connor over there, and she's a writer, and she wrote Wake, Bake, and Meditate. She wrote 420 Meditations, which is the current new book out. She's got a book about CBD coming out in April of 2022, and she has another book coming yes. out in May of 2022, and she's yes. working on the deadline right now yeah um yes. i gotta tell you i i love you you're one of my favorite people you crack me up even though some of what you say scares the fuck out of me because <laughs> I, I, i'm identifying with it uh and i'm seeing it like the you know when you had that q family fucking license plate pull up there yeah that 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 the shit out of me does that yeah. scares me that scares me. me if you're going to advertise Q. Tell the Q, folks real quick about that. Tell the folks about that before I, we go. Tell them, tell them what I, happened. I, I pulled into my granddaughter's school today, and there was a car parked next to me, and the license plate said Q crew, like the letter Q. And, I mean, granted, it mm-hmm. could be their last name begins with a Q. Um. But I, I, I wouldn't advertise that at this point. I, I, if that was my license plate, just be, I would change it. If it was a coincidence, yeah. I would change it. I would not be advertising Q Crew. And <laughs> I was scared. I got scared. I don't blame you. <laughs> even though I don't get high, because it gives me something to focus on. It's a, every, there's one for every single day. Well, there's more than one for every single day. It's 420, yeah. uh, for God's sake. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> check it out. It's it's just a little meditation for you to focus. It's a daily meditation, something for you to focus on that's positive, um, and or enjoyable in whether it's a little treat or it's a gratitude or it's an abundance for the universe or an abundance for yourself. It's, these are little meditations you can do every day, high or not high. So I just don't want folks to think, well, it's just about spiritual practice and, uh, with a completely cannabis bend. I mean, yes, it's for that. But you don't have to be high to use this book. This is a great book. And I really enjoyed it. And I think everybody else out there will, too. Carrie's going to be back with me uh, to talk about her next two books a little closer to those release dates. But, Carrie, I love you. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out with me. Thank you. I, I needed to get a lot. I needed to get a lot of that off of my chest. I think you did too. Um, I think you and I schedule these sessions where we come on air and just talk we about. Should, we should this. just do a witch and bitch. <laughs> That's the, the weekly witch and bitch. Do a witch and bitch. If you 
direction. We can go over. We can go over the news of the week and do a witch and bitch. It'll be the all new. Uh, what, what's his name? John Oliver. <laughs> Last week tonight. <laughs> you know what? I think I think you and I are going to talk about doing a witch and bitch. I think it's a fucking great idea. Okay. So just heard the inception of a, of of a witch and bitch that Carrie Connor and I are going to hatch as soon as she's done with her deadline. Um, because there's too much in my brain right now, but we seriously need to talk about that for real. We should. We should, as long as I can be high. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Yeah, I'm worried about that. All right. Yeah, that'd be fun. Everybody, I will be back next week. There is a doubleheader. I have Deborah Lip and Jade Sol Luna. Deborah Lip at 1 p.m., Jade Sol Luna at 3 p.m., Next next Saturday, this has been a blast, Carrie. You're the best. I will talk to you either later tonight or tomorrow. Everybody, have okay, a great sounds weekend. Good. Take care. We will talk to you soon. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>